Um, welcome to the listeners <laughs> the NCR podcast. PT won't be here. He's going to the gym to give some different people equipment. We had some equipment returns, and uh, we had some, returns. Yeah, some jump. Some people jump on uh, on the available equipment. So that's what's that's what he's doing. Rez, how's your baby? He's good. He's really good. Maddox, he's, he's taking a nap right now. Oh, that's good. You should see yeah. his hair. His hair is insane. Maddox's awesome. hair, does he have, does he take after you? Nope. Doesn't take after no? me, Alex. He has like dirty blonde hair and it's like really? long and straight. Kind of curly. <laughs> no, it's wavy. It's wavy. Yeah, it's like wavy. It's like, it's like, he looks like a little surfer skater. Yeah, he dude. looks like a surfer skater, dude. That's so funny. Long, straight, blondish hair. It's yeah. like complete opposite of you. <laughs> oh yeah, weird. We don't know what uh, what's going on there, but it, and it's it's funny because we were we were gonna go on our trip and like our thing was like, hey, we'll go on our trip and then we'll cut his hair. Uh, yeah. But our trip got canceled and like no one's getting a haircut anytime soon. So no. when Maddox gets out of this thing, he's gonna have like a full ponytail. It's just at home haircuts, man. I, I yeah. yeah this is the time to be Pete. Yeah. Oh, I can't shave his head though. His hair's awesome. Like seriously, it's awesome. You got it's, it's dude. At that age, you could cut his hair and it's gonna look good. I don't want to though. Like I want to grow it. Yeah, that's like, like uh, it. Wes Wesley's my nephew. Wes, his his hair is like past his eyes. Like it's all it's so long now. They're just letting it go. Yeah. Um, you can just put it in a ponytail if you need to. Just yeah, we can. We man bun Maddox's like we do one of these, and he like clip it back here. But sometimes it moves here, and I don't know. It's, That's it's so funny. But even Riza, like Riza's getting so shaggy, and and the the dog groomers, like they're not, they're only doing like one dog at a time, so there's everyone's booked up. So uh, we got to get a hold of like somewhere floating around Jen's family. There's some dog clippers, like some heavy duty shearing things. So we're gonna get those and just do Riza in the front yard. I'm gonna do it. It's gonna it's gonna take me like five hours. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, she's got a lot of hair. I know, and I'm so scared to like to nick her to to, to cut her skin. So I'm gonna have to go. Well, so I feel slow. like those. I feel like those clippers are sort of idiot proof. Hopefully. No, because sometimes you bring them to the groomers and they give your dog back, and they've like she's got little cuts all, all over. Yeah, you gotta oh, go to a good. Maybe. Maybe they have to like use scissors for certain areas. Yeah, maybe it's true. It's maybe. True. I'm trying to yeah. picture how you get a dog's like here. Pop pits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Pop pits, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So Robin Shaw on the NCR podcast. Um, for those of you who don't know Robin, she's got the same last name as me. So if you didn't put two and two together yet, uh, she's my sister. Related. Uh, Robin is the <clears throat> owner. Uh, so co-founder and head coach of a company called Bodzi, which is a, a nutrition company. They provide nutrition services for um, individuals uh, like gyms. Um, recently, she's moving into more of the corporate world. Um, she's got her precision nutrition level one and she's got a CrossFit. Uh, she's a level two CrossFit trainer. Right. So um, lots of lots of things there that obviously help you be a better coach, whether, or whether it's nutrition or CrossFit or just, you know, coaching anything really. One thing we talk about at the, at the level two course, when we give it is to be a good coach. It's, it doesn't matter what you're coaching the subject, right? It's, yeah. uh, it's the same principles, no matter what you're doing. And it's actually funny. I'm, I'm doing my precision nutrition level one course right now. And I just finished the chapter well, I'm getting into the chapters where it talks about coaching and yeah. there's tons of parallels between the precision nutrition level one subjects and, uh, and then what we teach at the level two. It's really and interesting. And coaching how, movement. Yeah. yeah. It's really interesting how those concepts are just like the same thing that they're teaching there 
for a nutrition course is, is what we teach at the level two. Yeah, you can absolutely like it's, yeah, you said like the, the, what your cert certifications, I guess are, it doesn't matter so much. I mean, like your coaching skills at the end of the day come from practice. Right. And so if you're like, if you're, whether you're practicing coaching nutrition, it, it like relates so well and kind of translates so well into coaching a class and coaching PT translates back into coaching nutrition. And it's like, you know, it's, and not only that, but I'm finding now, like now that I'm taking more of, um, I mean, the business has grown so much and, and which is awesome. And, you know, my title is head coach, but I, I no longer have clients right now. I'm coaching my coaches. And so that is like a huge, um, learning curve too but at the same time I just have to kind of take a step back when I feel a little bit overwhelmed from like this new management position mm -hmm. and say like uh like you're just coaching <laughs> you're it's really just, just coaching thing. like higher level people yeah it's the yeah. same thing the concepts um, so are all just, the same yeah yeah it's how like many, uh, sorry clients, go ahead Russ. yeah how many clients does Bozzy have uh one-on-one -on -one clients right now we're hovering around 30 um and it's yeah we're having around 30 and that's actually picking up a lot in the past three weeks as we can kind of like you know we expected that to happen um say. and uh our it's funny like this whole thing is is coming at a really interesting time for us because in about Jan uh, January, February, we were still working pretty predominantly with gyms and running lifestyle challenges. And that was kind of our main focus for, especially the beginning of the year. We try and run a lot of lifestyle challenges in the first quarter. Um, that's really when gyms want to hop on it and, and provide their members with a little bit of extra value and stuff in the beginning of the year. So all January and February, that's been our focus. And um and as February was kind of coming to an end and I was talking to um, uh, one of my, uh, my business mentors, he was like, okay, what's next? And I was like, well, I really, I really just want to go online and I want to push our online presence. I want to start pushing one-on-ones. I want to start pushing, um, you know, these like individual kind of online challenges that people can do mm. and, and get away from um, gyms moving into the summer. Because the reality is working with, gyms in the summertime you don't get as much engagement in challenges as you would in the beginning of the year um so i wanted to structure our 2020 season a little bit better having a game plan going into the summer knowing that we could still you know have a good um you know flow of income and stuff like that and keeping business pretty heavy so it was funny how that conversation started to happen like mid-february where we really wanted to make a push for one-on-ones online and then this, like, you know, working COVID from home happened, COVID struck like a, <laughs> like a force. <laughs> and, uh, and it really just like, like kicked our asses into gear, to be honest. And it was like, it was good. It was a, like, it was a good switch for us. And um, it's nice because I already kind of had this intention. And then all of a sudden it was just like, well, you got to do it now. Well, like, do you it don't now. really have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's been good. And we've been getting a lot of, uh, a lot of interest the past couple of weeks, which is weren't, nice. Weren't you talking, um, you were talking to me about also kind of making a transition into like the corporate world, uh, corporate world a little bit, obviously now with COVID, like right. a lot of places are, are shut down. But the thing I guess with nutrition is that a, pro a nutrition program doesn't necessarily need to be implemented in like a brick and mortar corporate building. Like you could, no. a lot of, of companies are still operating and working from home like are you are you going down that avenue still or yeah we're we're coming back around coming back around to it okay. circling back I guess you could say so right. like yeah we were in like the very kind of beginning phases of that um we were really like in in February we were kind of just starting conversations with a lot of people um, we were using our gym, CrossFit 416 is a great resource, talking to a bunch of members who are in the corporate world, picking their brains about, you know, what's your, um, uh, you know, what's your culture like there? Do people work from home? Do people work at, the, at like in the office and just kind of getting an understanding of what their job, their employer offers them in terms of, you know, wellness. Um, and if there is a space or if there's a gap that needs to be filled. Um, so the conversations were starting, we had a couple of conversations with 
some companies we had a good conversation with um hr at indeed um we had a couple good uh, conversations with some you know toronto startups just to kind of again see like you know what do you need what's missing more than anything um and like you said the good thing about uh some good information that we got was yeah like it doesn't need to be on site um it's it was kind of split though like it's different for each company because a lot of companies will like really see a lot of value in those lunch and learns you know come in for an hour and do like a little bit of a workshop um other companies who might not necessarily have their employees work for, uh, work in the office might see more value in like a a online challenge where maybe they need to bridge the gap between different offices mm -hmm. Right. So like, let's say there's an office in Toronto and then there's another office in, I don't know, Vancouver or something. And they're trying to find a way to connect their employees. Then we could do like a, an online sort of group, um, corporate wide, or I guess company wide challenge. Um, and then, yeah. And then we kind of got hit with a wave. Um, so now at this point, we're slowly starting to reach back out to those people we were having conversations with. And then again, just see, what their current situation is and it's going to be a, i think it's going to be slow i think right now there's a lot of businesses who are still just trying to figure out how to you know make this transition um and if we can make that easier for them somehow by continuing to keep their employees engaged and healthy and productive and structured and stuff like that then that's where we're gonna you know offer them value oh yeah, yeah that's awesome yeah. um so let's, I want to dial it. I want to take it back just a little bit before we dive into more specifics about Bodzi. Um, yeah. A lot of people probably don't know that you're a, a fine arts major. Yeah. You like you have a, you've a degree in, in fine arts. Um, yeah. So you, you know, you painted a lot. What were some of like the things that you did there? You painted, you did like, um, like, but I think you focused mainly on that, but you also did some sculpting and things like this. Yeah, if anybody's familiar with OCAD, um, it's the Ontario College of Art and Design University. They slapped an O, uh, they slapped a U on there a couple of years back. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, and Ontario that was College of Art and Design University? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's funny. Yeah. It used to be, uh, so it used to be the Toronto School of Art. Yeah. And then it was uh, Ontario College of art okay I think and then it was ontario college of art and design right and then it was ontario college of art and design okay. university so they just keep adding letters i don't know right. what they're going to do next so um, that doesn't that doesn't exactly translate into a career in nutrition so how, how explain to no. everyone like how you got into nutrition like how'd you go from painting to owning a a nutrition company how'd i ask myself that regularly well like i think like <laughs> Um, and the transition, like the transition itself was just a matter of, it was just a, like a linear kind of timely progression of events that happened in my life that kind of led me to a point of coaching people start like through the gym that I was mm. coaching at. Um, and I guess like working backwards. So, you know, coaching, coaching nutrition clients at 416 came from coaching at 416, which came coach. from as a CrossFit coach, yeah. which came from being a member at 416, which right. came from just working out in general, right? So like there's kind of a, a pretty easy progression there in terms of like the whole business thing. I mean, like that's, a, I think like in art school, I remember wanting to own a, I mean, I wanted to own a business for forever, mm -hmm. um, for a long, long time. Back then it was very different. It was, you know, I wanted to open up a gallery or teach art classes or do something of that and the, the whole idea of you know creating something and building it up was always a big um you know aspiration of mine and I think that just comes from like the creativity like the creative side of this uh, of me so yeah it was like I don't know the transition is weird it's super weird and people don't like to, like half the people I work with have no idea where I, where I come from but so I mean, when I, I tell I mean, them I was a fine art yeah. student it's funny but I mean it's kind of like I mean, if you ask Rez what he studied in university, it doesn't, it doesn't have a whole lot to do with owning a CrossFit gym. What did you do? I did criminology. Mm. And I'm sure his, I'm yeah. sure Rez's story is kind of similar. Like what's your, yeah. you, tell him your story, Rez. It's very similar. Well, yeah, I, I started, 
well, what I did after university was kind of similar to what I took. So criminology. And then I got, I went into the boys and girls club, which is like an after school program for kids. Uh, but it's, they situated the clubhouses in low income communities. Um, and it's basically a crime preventative measure um, to kind of steer kids in the opposite. Like, Cause a lot of these kids in these low income communities gravitate towards gangs and, and, and that kind of stuff. So um, by having like boys and girls clubs in these low income communities, the idea was that we would um, send them down a different path. Um, so it, it is kind of has a little bit to do with crime indirectly. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, CrossFit was just a hobby. Uh, and uh, it's, it's funny. It's funny. It's funny. We're talking about this because I actually was on a call with the boys and girls club before this one um, to get uh like virtual CrossFit classes for their kids. Cause they're all out of programs right now. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, it's, and then CrossFit, I mean like, but the story goes like you, you were offered a job as a CrossFit coach and then you followed the rabbit hole. Yeah. 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 Was, and that's yeah. kind of like, that's similar to you, right? Robin, like you got a job as a CrossFit coach and you yeah. did CrossFit on your own at first. And then, uh, and then you went down the rabbit hole. And I think, you know, that's kind of, that's a, that's the same for me. I mean, I was a science major, but I had no intention of, I was in a laboratory. I had no intention of becoming a, a CrossFit coach. And then all of a sudden I just started, I got a job personal training and I fell in love with fitness and then, you know, down the rabbit hole you go. So that's yeah. kind of cool. That's sweet. It's kind, I don't know if cool. it's kind of cool too, how like, you know, you can, no matter what you did beforehand, like seriously, I, and try to challenge me with a job where you can't apply CrossFit. Like you can, you can go back and apply CrossFit somehow to whatever it is you were doing beforehand in a, in like a, in a good way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, a and, lot of and, my, and my, my tail end at the boys and girls club, like I was doing CrossFit classes with the kids of mm -hmm. the, the community. It tied in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you guys have like that, like a moment or like a defining moment where you made that transition like I, I remember getting offered uh, like a coaching position at the gym, and I remember it so vividly. Like being on the phone, being on the phone with like I think it was mom or dad, like mom or dad. Like at that point, like I got offered this job. It has nothing to do with art. What do I do? <laughs> like, do I take it? And they're like, Rob, like, like it's just a job. Like, take it. I'm like, but it's so different. Like, what do I do? Like, should I take this job? Like, what if this is like what I do now? And I remember like freaking out in my mind, being like, <laughs> Oh my god! And and it would took me like a week to figure out if that's like what I wanted to do. But like, it's funny how at that moment, I, I kind of knew that it was like, like, okay, this is my path. Like, mm -hmm. if I take this job, this is my path. Whereas, you know, my, like, our parents, when I was talking to them, they're like, like, oh, it's just another job. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, this is the job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, once it's, I'm a coach, well, I'm a cool. coach. <laughs> it's cool that you knew that that opportunity was it's, potentially in yeah. front of you. Because, like, when I took the personal training job, I just took it as, like, a random job. Like, I, I right. needed money at the time. Money I was, in your I pocket. Was, yeah, I needed money at the time. I was building decks. And... It was, it was coming on to like the fall where your deck season is over. <laughs> and uh, I was like, okay, I need another job. And, you know, my, and then Steve Briscoe asks me, you know, Hey, you used to lifeguard, right? You can blow a whistle and you're pretty fit. Like, why don't you come in <laughs> for an interview? We need someone. I was like, sure thing. Yeah. man. <laughs> that's, that, that's kind of funny because mine, mine is like, your, your two are totally different. And then mine's totally different. Like, mm -hmm. Totally different. Like, when I was first offered the job to coach the morning classes at Luzine in Gatineau, I, I, I refused to take money for it. I was like, dude, I'm not going to take any money for this. Like, I just, this is something like, I'm just going to try it. I, I, I don't really, I don't want money. Like I want to just volunteer my time and do this. And yeah, then yeah. I remember, I remember they were like, no, no, we were going to pay you. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. Like, and yeah. And then one thing yeah. like and then PT showed up in your class one day and that was it. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I, and then I, I, I still, I never, I never felt comfortable. Like I remember when I got paid from those guys, I never checked my pay stubs. I never made, like if I did something extra for the place, I wouldn't bill them for it. It was just, it was a different time. It was a different time. Yeah.
just and it's off. still still kind of like i still kind of feel that way about certain things like you know if uh if i got um if todd widman called me tomorrow and was like hey rez i need you to do, do a crossfit kids seminar uh in in montreal can you go I, yeah absolutely like i don't need to get paid for that because I don't know. The greater good, I guess, is is satisfactory to me. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And then yeah. at, one, at one point, you're like, you know, I can immerse my entire life into this. And then you start to become dependent on it for, yeah. you know, certain things like money, paying for your house, all this stuff. And then you, you know, then you're sort of more like business oriented mindset where you need to be making cash. But, you know, at that yeah. time, you are, had another job. So, well, you were, it's, yeah, it's funny because Robin mentioned like that defining moment. Um, and for me, I remember vividly, like I had been coaching for a while NCR was a thing, but I was still working part-time at the boys and girls club. Yeah. Uh, and like PT and I got into like, not a fight. He kind of yelled at me cause that's usually how they go. I remember, but, I remember you guys like talking about that <laughs> or stuff. Yeah, early on. Just yeah. Like we were like, we had like a hundred members at the gym and I was still juggling the, the, the boys and girls club and NCR. So I would like coach the morning classes go home nap train and then spend the evenings at the club with the kids and then like the gym was getting super busy and pt's like quit your job we need you here full time and i was like that for me was like what the fuck is the happening? oh shit moment. <laughs> yeah yeah like yeah. i i'm like full-time gym like that's not that's not a job like i can't and <laughs> yeah well even at one point it's for weird. you for you robin i remember when you were doing and you actually I think we were texting back and forth recently about this was, you know, you transitioned from basically personal training and coaching CrossFit full-time into a full-time nutrition business. And there was like a transition there where you were just sort of doing the nutrition thing on the side. And then it, at one point yeah. you had to make a decision where you're going to do a full flip. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that was more of like the transition from, coaching CrossFit to coaching nutrition was a little bit more and it still is integrated because I'm still coaching well you know now we're doing like online classes and stuff and I'm but right. I'm still very very much involved in the gym right and you know three four weeks ago I was still I'm still coaching five classes roughly a week um but you're absolutely right where there was a point where um you know, it was, it was more like I was, I was at a kind of a crossroads where I was given an opportunity to be a full-time coach, like full, full-time coach on the weekends, very similar to what you're doing, Pete, or build your business, which is going to be a weekend job as well. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and like, so yeah, there was like definitely a point there where I had to make another decision, but, but I think I felt, I felt much more comfortable about that decision because I knew regardless I'm coaching and yeah, yeah. I knew like no matter what path I take they're very similar um but um kind of going back it's interesting what like your story there Rez because it's like it's kind of like you're you have this like passion for so long and 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 up until like it takes a while to understand or like realize or like conceptualize that your passion can be a job. Right. So I think like for so like you not taking money for, you know, coaching is just like, no, this is just what I like to do. This is what I like to do. And then you still have, and I remember for me, this was like the case where it's like, uh, this isn't a, like a career is not something that I love. Right. But now like you work kind of towards it gradually. And now it's like, you know, we have like awesome, like awesome careers that we love which is yeah, pretty it's, cool it's, you feel kind of guilty you're like wait a minute i get to get paid yeah. and do what i love to do like I, mm -hmm. I feel guilty you know what i mean it's like, it's yeah but yeah it's, uh, i mean at the end of the day we're just blessed to be in this situation right yeah some say blessed Absolutely. some say some say smart right like yeah yeah i would lean on the i think it's just a like a it's choices that you make right like you made the correct choices and you took the right steps and you and you worked strategically to get yourself to a point you put yourself in front of the right people you've made the right connections so i i would lean towards you know s smart but at the same time you can feel blessed right yeah also, I, I i know i know what you mean in your head what you struggle with it like wrapping your head around that res because it's like on one side it's it's like 
what if I never walked into NCR? You know, like that, there's gotta be some chance to that. You know what I mean? But at the same time, <laughs> there's also, you know, I had it in my head that I had to seek out like the best CrossFit coaches in the city, which, yeah. which you which guys were at the time, you know what I mean? So yeah. my, in my brain, which, you know, I'm in control of that, that situation to some extent. So it's a it's definitely a little bit of both, a little bit of luck, you know, maybe I showed up that one day you guys were, the gym was locked and then I had to go to a different one or something. Who knows? Do you guys ever think about what you would be doing if, if you weren't coaching CrossFit. Well, oh, I'd, I'd still be with the Boys and Girls Club. Hundred percent. Like I had my life planned out with that place. Like I, I planned on retiring from there. Well, I, yeah. I would probably. Uh, I mean, I'd probably still be in like school or something. I feel like I, I, I had like a path <laughs> yeah. where I was just like I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I kept looking for like a different layer to add into the education to like pique my interest somewhere else you know like I didn't I didn't really know and then when I fell in love with fitness that's when I that's when I knew like at one point I was like I was like oh I want to go study music at school and then I was like okay well maybe I'll study exercise science maybe I'll study a different type of biology it was all just like yeah just trying no to find idea. that yeah yeah what about um, you Robert? would you still be yeah, I, like trying to like monetize art I have no idea, man. Like it's fun. It's such a weird question because like the end, like when I was doing, when I was doing my thesis in art school, I remember being like, I do not, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> so I, I remember like the art, man, the art world is a funny thing. And I just, I felt like I didn't belong for a long time. I like, I love creating I love doing it for myself the idea of like monetizing it like I don't I don't know can't wrap my head around it yet so I don't know I don't like so I think it all kind of happened at a good time but it's funny because the first job I had actually outside of school like I graduated and, and like as I was graduating um I was like working out at the gym but I was working for Jack Direx Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. Right. So I started working with Jack Direx and I worked with them for like two years. So that was the kind of like oh. in, that was like my very first in to like the CrossFit world, like, you know, selling supplements and, and doing their like marketing and stuff and working with the guys and, that's and right. going to these like big CrossFit events, which was like super fun. Um, and, and then that, yeah. So that kind of like got me into like the world of it. And then, and then I started coaching after that. So that was actually my first kind of like, you know, foot through the door. That's cool. Was, uh, Jack Direx, yeah. I remember when you used to work for Oakley. Oh, yeah, you used to work for Oakley, too. Yeah. Used to yeah. get, we used to get sweet deals. Robin <laughs> used to get you guys sunglasses. Yeah, I got still get some sweet deals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She gave them to us, to me and PT, at the, uh, the first Christmas, Christmas party. party. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas party. Yeah, man. Yeah. I got some <laughs> sick deals from Oakley. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Okay, here's a question for you. Where does Bodzi, where's the name Bodzi come from? Nigel Shaw, no? Yeah, pretty much. So, um, he tells everyone that. Oh, really? So oh, yeah, he, he takes does. full credit for that. I, <laughs> I think he's never he told takes, me that. Oh, my gosh. He takes full credit for, like, the branding of the company, which drives me nuts. But, I, I mean, like, okay. Nigel so Shaw's we our were... father, if you don't know who Nigel is. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, we were just like brainstorming names. Our my our kind of like thing was it it needs a dot com available. Okay. And it needs to be like um its own kind of name. Like I really have a thing against companies that are kind of just like three words slapped together. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. like a like, lot of like 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 CrossFit NCR. <laughs> No, 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 no. Those are letters, Cro Pete. CrossFit yeah, National Capital it Region. Means, yeah, yeah, no. Are you NCR, attacking another nutrition company right now? No. Okay, because I can think no. of one. You can think That's of one. I can think of one. I can think of one. A dog five. does with its tail. A what? What? It has something to do with what a dog does with its tail. I don't want to say it. Oh, wag. Working against gravity. I no, I didn't. I more meant just like, like not just nutrition companies, just like any company, um, like branding wise any, for anything. Any company. Yeah. Yeah. MailChimp, uh, monkey, <laughs> whatever, like, you know, survey uh, extreme survey. Monkey, yeah. yeah. Survey monkey or like, 
like any just two words slapped together. Yeah, like and the so names I'm you remember just, are Google and Nike. Exactly. Like, and what like, the hell are those that, mean? Yeah, and so we just wanted like, we really just wanted a brand. We knew we were going to be like a like a company, and I knew I wanted to separate like myself from the brand and stuff. So I wanted a completely different word, a new word, something that has a .dot com available, something that is going to like stick. Um, and and it does. <laughs> People That's are like, cool. sweet name. I'm like, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's, and I, it's a great name. It's very yeah. it's unique. It's memorable. People, yeah, people, you know, people remember it. So I'm happy with it. Um, yeah. You guys, uh, you recently released uh, a calendar because you're talking about how you're trying to, you're segueing into like the one-on-one world. You're trying to get people, you know, uh, more psyched up about summer. Now that we're in COVID season, we, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're attached to our computers and everything. Everyone's stuck inside. You released a calendar, like a calendar challenge recently. Yeah. Yeah. That. I have been um, wrapping my head around um, being very present on social media. And this has been like, social media just like, it gives me like riddling anxiety. Like I just, having a piece of content and its success is based off of how many likes and views and comments it has. I bought, like, it just kind of like doesn't sit well with me. It never has. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when, when I first started, like the, one of the first hires I had was a marketing girl. I was like, you're hired and you're taking care of our Instagram because I can't, <laughs> like, I just can't don't want that to. right now. <laughs> I just don't want to deal with it. So I hired somebody and she started to do our Instagram and that's kind of just our first, you know, social um, platform that we started to focus on. and. And then when like in February, when those thoughts are running through my mind about having to go online, I was like, I don't really have a choice, but to be omnipresent on all social media platforms. And really the way that we're going to grow now is through, is online. Like Mm -hmm. before we were growing through the relationships that we were building with gyms and, you know, having 30 gym owners and then 100 to 200 clients underneath all those gym owners like we spread pretty quickly just through gyms but you know that's not our reality anymore so not right now for anyways so like it's just been like you know I I purchased like a bunch of video equipment I got like like everything set up our apartment just looks like a video studio right now Mm. and living in 600 square feet with two full-time workers and and like equipment to film is uh it's it's fun but so I've just been putting out content and it's been like it's been different um I've been working a lot with like my mentor to kind of like get my head out of that space where it's a negative thing and you know he's given me things to read um I read the book recently called The Alter Ego Effect so if you guys have heard of The Alter Ego Effect I've never heard of that who wrote that book uh, I don't know. I'll get back to you on that. But okay. uh, he was like, um, he was an NFL coach. Okay. He's in the sports world. So was this guy, pardon me, Vince Lombardi. No, um, Google it, Rez. Oh, yeah, Rez, get, get on it. Find we need a Jamie. Alter, alter ego approach. Todd Herman. Todd, thank you. Yeah, who did he I knew coach? there was an H in there somewhere. Who is he? he? Yeah, who do you coach? Oops. Let's find out. But Robin, where where does uh where does the calendar fit in to Sorry, all of yeah. the social so, media stuff? So anyways, yeah, so this was just another like this is a um this is kind of like my first attempt at taking the challenge that we were providing with with gyms and their members to everybody. Gotcha. So like I, I like I don't know unfortunately, like I think there are a lot of gyms are gym members that are still tied very closely with their gym. But I think at the same time, there's also going to be a lot of members who maybe aren't being offered like you guys are and like 416s online workouts. And there are unfortunately a lot of gym owners who are in a situation where they're like, holy fuck, like what do I do now? And um, so what I wanted to do with this 21 day is there's two things. You can purchase it online for like 29 bucks. It's super cheap. If anybody just wants to buy it and there's, you know, three 
really simple things that get delivered to their inbox every day. And it has to do with sleep, stress management, and food. And it's just an effort to put some structure back into people's days. So um, you basically get like a little reminder notification to exactly. like you get you a, on track. Exactly. You get a video, you get three steps, three tasks, three things to read, something. Um, and then, so what we did at the same time is I gave it to all the gym owners that we work with for free and they can give it to all their members. Oh, um, cool. So, so hopefully that's an effort to, you know, help the gym owners keep their members engaged, um, keep them progressing, keep them like, you know, I just want to make sure that, in, and if there's anything that I can do to help these gym owners have the, as many people as possible come back to them after this is all over, then, that's you cool. know, there's some, uh, I hope I can do something. So if you're, there. if you're just, uh, if you're just a random person who wants to buy this calendars, cause you want to, uh, do get some, you want to get a push in the right direction with your uh, nutrition and sleep and lifestyle stuff during COVID, where do we buy that on your website? You can, yeah, uh, it's on our um, Facebook, Instagram. So if you just go to our um, our LinkedIn profile and our Instagram, then it will be there. It's called the Better You Challenge. Okay, um, cool. You can go to bodzy.com slash landing slash Better You Challenge um, and it'll be there. But the easiest way is through Instagram. Um, and, and yeah, this is just kind of like at the same time while people are going through this, we have coaches reaching out to everybody. Um, giving them, you know, just help when they need it. Um, they get um, access to our care mongering group that we've created. So have you guys seen the care mongering trends lately? No, what's that? Yeah, what so is that? like these Facebook groups have been popping up all over the place in light of this whole COVID thing. And it's just these, they're called care mongering groups. And it's just, they just are, you know, thousands from thousands to millions of people on these groups just providing whatever help they can free Whoa. services and um so we we ha we've already had a facebook group that had about 200 people in it and we just switched it over and called it the nutrition care mongering group and so all of our coaches are on there all of our clients are on there and everybody's on there just giving away like free help um so uh it's yeah and it's it's been good that's really cool um, so we'll we'll post recipes uh, we'll post like any, you know, articles and PDFs or I'll go live on there a couple of times. Um, our coaches go live on there. So, so know, that's a free group. Anyone can join free group. Anybody can join. So anyone yeah. listening to this podcast who wants to join this free nutrition group, what's it called again? It is called. Oh. Come on, Facebook. Rez, what's uh, who, who did this guy coach? I don't think he was a, a coach in the NFL, but I think yeah. he worked with individual players. Worked with, okay. So yeah. he's, oh, okay, okay. He's okay. Doesn't okay. really, like, I just did a brief scan of him. It, it seems like he's uh, mostly well-known for, like, um, the books he's written. Oh, cool. Yeah, he see, he's, like, he's like a self-help guy, right? He's so yeah, he, like, okay. coaches people on trying to life find coach. their, yeah, like a life coach. He's, so the whole, the whole book is about being able to kind of tap into your alter ego to basically – act or perform in a way that you know might not be possible if you you don't you didn't switch something on or mm -hmm. like you know so it, it's very athlete and sport dominant the book but there's a lot of you know trans like it can translate quite easily over into you know business owners and yeah, yeah. parents and you know for relationships and anything and just being able to kind of like you know it's cool like they even give you exercise and like you have to name your alter ego you got to give it a name you got to give it like a, you got to give it a demon you yeah, got to give your, it like yeah, what's a your whole alter ego's story name? my alter ego's name yeah, yeah. wave <laughs> <laughs> what's your and, and what's your deep like what's your the bad guy who's the bad guy zach <laughs> what <laughs> that's so funny what would your alter ego name be my alter ego yeah i feel like it has to be something totally Man, it just comes I, to you. Really? Um, like it didn't for so long. I was um, I was listening to the book. I have the audio book too, so I'll be on like walks and I'll just be like listening to it. And he's like telling you all these things, like asking you all these questions, and you're like thinking of like all these things that like happened to you in your life, and he's like giving you like suggestions and like, whoa. and all of a sudden you're just like, 
wave. Wave. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah. Mine's grudel. <laughs> I don't know. I just made that up. Sounds like that sounds like a bad guy though. Mine would be Azer. That's also a bad guy. It's Reza backwards. Oh, nice. Azer. Um, what's the name of the group? Uh, oh yeah, so it's called um, Nutrition, a care mongering nutrition and fitness support group. Long name, but it's all it's also on our um, on our Instagram too. Cool. Everything's um, on our Instagram. Well, I had a question about about Bodzi because you guys have you guys have a pretty big staff and. Um, you guys have coaches on there, but you also have sort you've of. Got, you've got a coach, you've got a couple nutrition coaches or one, and then you have some registered dietitians. What's yeah. the, what are the difference between those? And like, if I came to you for um, service, like, would I get to choose that? Do you get to choose that? You just kind of go through that. How you tease that out? And like, what are the yeah, what are the benefits of having like? one type of coach versus another um yeah there's a there's definitely a, an on the dietitians are are a part of the onboarding process mostly um mm -hmm. so i think like i mean from the very beginning we wanted to separate ourselves as um you know a nutrition education company um more than more than anything um and that's why we've we provide online courses and stuff as well um so i think there's like you know, there's a, a big thing, you know, like when you kind of look at nutrition, there's two sides of it. There's nutrition, there's nutritional science side and learning as much as you can about that and dishing that information out to people in different ways. And then there's the nutrition coaching side and they're two very different things. And as someone who's going through the precision nutrition, you know, that the, the, um, the kind of the meeting point, the weight, yeah, the, there's a switch. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but there's a, a really big kind of like switch in the language, I guess, switches very much from the nutrition science portion of the course to the nutrition coaching. And there's well, like the level of the CrossFit level two when we talk about the, internal, sure. the internal coaching process and the external coaching process. Absolutely. Right? You've got the knowledge, and, but you need to take the knowledge, the PhD level education and, and communicate it as a kindergarten. Exactly. And um, and we really wanted to like marry those two together as like, you know, providing our clients with, you know, the best accountability and support and relationships, which is very much that coaching side. Um, but also at the same time, we're not doing our job if we're not educating them on, you know, the reasons why we're doing, bringing them through certain things, being able to create behavioral change in our clients through, you know, making sure that they're understanding, you know, everything that they're going through. Um, so we've had dietitians on our staff since day one, um, because we know as like, I know as a nutrition coach, there are some things that are out of my scope. Um, and we have nutrition coaches that aren't going to be able to provide, you know, uh, maybe a certain level of information or knowledge to our members because it's out of their scope as well. Um, so when that happens, we want to have people or dietitians that we can rely on and kind of like create a support system around each client that's going to give them exactly what they need. Um, because, you know, we get, we do get a lot of people with diabetes. We get a lot of people with thyroid issues. We get a lot of people with, you know, you know, just, some underlying healthcare problems. And, and so as a new client, you'll um, sign up for the program. Your very first consultation is always with a dietitian. Um, your intake process will be with a dietitian and then your dietitian, according to um, you know, your history and your goals and stuff like that. And your intake form will, will pair you with the appropriate coach um, based on, you know, whatever. And some, and then, um, some, insur some insurance companies will also like reimburse for meetings with dietitians, yeah, right? So they'll cover absolutely. some of that stuff. So that's a, that's It'll cover. a huge benefit. Yeah. Yeah. So there's partial coverage there. The, anytime you meet with a dietitian. So, you know, we have two kind of streams of, of our coaching and you can, there's also like midway touch points, right? So, um, every like month and a half roughly your dietitian will reach out to you and that's included in your membership where you'll have another kind of half hour touch point with the dietitian you'll get that covered as well um so yeah we're just trying to we're just trying to build like that that kind of being as big of a support system for each client as possible and have the resources that that they need that's cool
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, like, other than that, our staff is pretty much, you know, we have two dietitians. One of them's on mat leave right now. Um, so we have one dietitian doing all of our intakes. Um, and then we have uh, three nutrition coaches and then, a, and then a marketing team. So we're not like that, but we're still quite small. Um, and, you know, we'll hire nutrition coaches as you know, demand increases, of course. I mm-hmm. will cap our nutrition coaches at 20. Um, and then we'll make sure that we have somebody else ready to take on clients. Love it. Yeah. Do you have a question or do you look like you're pondering something? No, I'm uh, not good. I'm just, I was just thinking about, thinking about all of it. Um, I think like our main, um, like what we're trying to do also in an effort to maintain human interaction we're 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 putting in an effort to try and maintain human interaction as much as possible too um and i think like there's there's a lot of um a lot of nutrition apps out there there's a there's a lot of um programs that you can sign up for that you know it's all run through an app Um, and, and I don't like, you know, I've been trying to do as much research as possible and trying to see like what the, what the process is like, not only onboarding process, but like the actual coaching process. And if there is any touch points and what they look like and, and how often do you speak with the coach and that type of stuff. And I think like, as we continue to push more and more online and remote, um, we're still trying to make sure that we have, um, you know, our, like our, each member is really taken care of in the sense, like they're, they're speaking with their coach regularly. We talked to, uh, Jason Ackerman when your uh, when your power went out there, Rez. Yeah. <laughs> your Rez wasn't on the Jason Ackerman podcast because his power just went out on his entire block. <laughs> it was mid podcast. Yeah. That's yeah. weird. So we introduced him in the podcast and then Jen was listening to it and she's like, Hey, where's Reza? I was like, oh, his power went out. And we never talked about it because we didn't know what has happened to you. Just left. Yeah. I did, um, everything just turned off, yeah. But anyway, we were on that podcast, we were also talking about the online stuff and that person-to-person interaction and how important it is to go the extra mile to reach out. And we came, at the, we came at the subject from a bit of a different route, but the idea is the, the same. And all the best... You know, all the gyms and all the, you know, nutrition companies or whoever in this business that are going to be successful through this pandemic, uh, where we're all locked up inside, are, they're going to be the, the, the businesses where, um, whether it's the owners, the coaches take the extra mile to reach out to the, the individuals, you know, ask, yeah. um, instead of just posting randomly and, and always expecting everyone else to engage with it, you know, you take the extra mile to engage with your members who were a part of your gym before we got locked up or part of your nutrition program uh you know whether that's a text or you know they comment on something on your instagram and you take an extra second to you know acknowledge that and actually actually respond with something thoughtful instead of just you know i i get in the habit of like i i want to respond to everyone so I, yeah. always, I go through it and I'm just like, okay, fist pump, fist pump, fire, <laughs> fire, fire, heart. Emoji, 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 yeah. emoji. Just to show them uh, that like, I saw it, but I definitely, when there's not as many to answer, I try as much as I can to, you know, right, like, write you something know, ask, prompt them with something. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're, yeah, I think you're like absolutely right. People are, right now, people are going to be, um, people are going to stick around for, you know, gyms or companies that are asking them how their day went and how they're doing and what their schedule is like. And I think like, there's so much more value, um, to like, yeah, I think that's where you're going to show the value right now. We're, we're, so we're assigned like, uh, our, our gym, all of our coaches are assigned like 20 members that we check in with like almost every single day um and that's and that's what we're like that's our effort into just making sure that our members are still because they're still paying right like our members are still paying their membership we've created an online like um thing on facebook that 
you know, we're posting videos and stuff like that. But honestly, like the value for them is coming from me checking in with them at 8am on a Monday, asking them what their week looks like, what workouts they're doing, how I can adjust it for them. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, what's their nutrition look like and making sure that they have like a game plan so that yeah. they're, they're like, okay, I'm ready. I feel like I'm being held accountable. And that's like, that's where the value comes from. You, I don't like, you can't really post a workout online and expect people to, to just do it. Right. No, yeah. At least only the self-motivated ones will for sure. And then after that, it's, yeah, it's, absolutely. it sort of fizzles off a bit, but, uh, and especially no, with this too, like the novelty of this is, is gone already. Right. Like, you know, there's, yeah. no, there was absolutely a novelty of, you know, week one, two, maybe even a little bit last week of people going into the work from home thing. And they're like, you know, there's some excitement to it. There's like, this is new and fresh and yeah, it's a huge change. And I don't, I don't really like it, but it's kind of cool being able to communicate and, and like, yeah. you know, figure this out and we're all in this together and stuff. And now it's like, that okay, was a big, uh, that was a big point that Reza brought up from the beginning was the need yeah. to, was the need to continuously, you know, be innovative and engage week to week because even ourselves, we're going to get tired of this. Like you talked about not, sure. not naturally being attached to social media. Like I'm the same way. And, this is a lot of social media that we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're having to do, to, you know, like I've never done a selfie video in my life. I think I did one every day <laughs> for the past three, like two weeks, you know, like, yeah, again, I'm getting used to it, but, but still, it's cool to hear. Yeah. It's cool to hear what other gyms are doing. Cause everyone has a little bit of a different strategy. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Just okay. Let's give some, let's different. give these people a little bit of your expertise before we sign off here. We're in, sure. we're in a pandemic, we're locked down. What are three things that people need to uh, remember with uh, regards to nutrition so that they don't fall off the wagon? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do nutrition and like lifestyle related okay. because that's what we do. <laughs> so <Okay>. um, sleep, <laughs> like uh, just like create a sleep schedule is so I think like people are like oh I don't have to get up and go to the office so I can kind of like sleep in a little bit which means I can go to bed later um and I see a lot of people just you know getting out of whack with their sleep routine and then uh and that's like so big it's like the easiest thing that you could do that has the biggest reward in my opinion do you have a sleep routine Russ oh yeah what's yeah what is it uh I go to bed at about quarter after nine and wake up at six thirty every day every day is that is that self-inflicted yeah. or is that maddox inflicted <laughs> no man he's good like it's it's self-inflicted okay yeah, he good. goes to bed at 7 p.m and uh he won't say a he won't make a peep like maybe 7 15 he'll make a peep but we usually feel bad so we go in there and get him that's good so sleep that's basically sleep. yeah bad at the same time every night monday to friday wake up at the same day yeah. every day monday to friday and it shouldn't be too far off from what you're normally like what you're used yeah. to right i think like there's a lot of people that i'm checking in with who are all of a sudden working on the evenings i'm like why are you working out the evenings you've been working you've been a 6 a.m crossfitter for the past four years <laughs> right like and right. now all of a sudden you're working out at 7 p.m so you know and i i would get up at 6 30 and text them be like get up you got to work out. Yeah. And then, you know, I did that for a couple of days and then just get them back into a routine. So I think like, just, just continue what you've done with your sleep. Um, I agree. I second- agree. I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to just challenge you to give Have like a, a, a second. <laughs> yeah. Like a second version of that advice, because I, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. But then mm-hmm. we were, we're talking to a lot of, of our members and because school's out, like, a lot of members are yeah. struggling with their same routines because of the kids situation. So what would be like option right. two? Let's say you can't do 6 a.m. every day anymore because you got the kids at home and they wake up at 5.45 and you got to right. start yeah. you know, getting shit going. What, what's option two? The, the next best thing would be, I mean, if, you, if you're able, try and schedule in that seven hours, right? If you're able to get seven to eight hours and that's great. If And if you're able to create a like a bedtime routine where you're actually kind of going through a process to make sure that when you do get into bed you're falling asleep pretty quickly then that's going to be the next best thing right so making sure that and I'm sure like their kids are going to go to bed before them in Mm -hmm. most cases so making sure that you know screens are going 
off uh, half an hour before bed, you're kind of winding down, do some mobility, take a hot shower, right? Like go through that kind of process um, so that you're not just like, you know, stirring in bed for a half an hour, an hour before you fall asleep. That would probably be like the next, the next best thing to do, right? If you can block out eight hours and then prepare yourself. Right. So if you can't keep your, your old routine, then try and create some good, uh, some sleep hygiene. Yes. Um, sleep um what's the term um sleep drive right sleep drive is like the biggest term right increasing your sleep drive is something that it takes an entire day right your sleep drive is based on what you're doing as the minute you wake up right and your sleep drive is going to increase the more active you are the more productive you've been the more you know whatever and so you basically want that sleep drive to be at a peak an hour before you go to bed right. um, so that you can finally start to wind down and then you're just zonked. Cool. Okay. What's number two? Um, number two is another um, lifestyle one. I would say. Okay. If um, you give me another lifestyle one, we need a food one for the third. Yeah. There's going to be a food one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I'm cause I'm thinking about the, uh, my 21 day challenge. There's a okay. sleep one, True. a okay. mindful and right. food. Okay, okay, so that's great. what we're focusing on right now. Okay, good. And I also find like if you have a good sleep and 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 uh, like schedule, then your food kind of falls into place. Um, second one that's is true. move within the first hour of each day, and that's something I was I've been doing. So move within the first hour. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be like a workout, but yeah. um, if you think about like a lot of people who go to work, they get up, they they have to get ready. They're either taking the TTC or the, whatever you guys call it, the OC transpo, or they're walking to work or they're biking right. to work. And now all of a sudden that's gone. They're so like outside, they're walk, they're standing. There's up, like a yeah. pro. Yeah, yeah. There's like a, you know, there's a process of moving and being active somehow before they just sit down. Um, now so it's I like would you say, get out of bed and you go to the couch. Exactly. Yeah. So I would say like, get up, go for a walk, do some stretching. I don't know. Like, play with your kids for half an hour before you sit down if you can um something you, like that do you do that Russ? yeah i do what do you what's yeah. your morning routine actually um it's funny two weeks ago uh i was challenged to do 50 push-ups within the first five minutes of being awake so what? i literally roll out of bed and <laughs> down and do 50 yeah. that's great um yeah that's, that's and it was it. it was it was awesome yeah i loved it um but yeah, I mean, I, I would say it's pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I think I do that. Like our kind of routine is um, now that the weather's better too. Is uh, we wake up, Maddox has his bottle of milk, he goes down, has breakfast, and then we go outside for a walk, and we do a walk around the block, and uh, it kind of serves as like my warm up for my workout. Um, so you know, as of this week, not, I plan on doing the 9 a.m. virtual class. Um, so I bring Maddox back at around quarter to nine. I go in the garage and I, I move. That's great. Yeah. I, yeah I, and I agree with that. I agree with that. I, I think everything you said is bang on. Like, um, I think the longer you go in your day without exercising, the harder it is to exercise. So if two, yeah. two PM rolls around and I haven't done anything, I don't want to do anything. And it's mm. much harder to do something. That's like, yeah, I'm, That's I'm, like I'm going for now. a cup of coffee to get myself going. And then yeah. that, coffee affects my sleep later so yeah get moving i'm the exact same way it's like it it takes me like the effort i need to put into workout if it's past four o'clock i'm just like oh my god you're just dragging yourself i don't know how it's funny you brought that up because i i feel like lately my routine has been go straight to the couch like for basically since this whole thing happened and i and i've had a lot of issues motivating myself to to start working out and it's just been, you know, basically either Jen and I will get up, Johnny will, will, will come downstairs, he'll feed and, uh, and I'll just like sit on the couch with Jen and Johnny. Do you and have, I'll, yeah. You know, so maybe I need to start I mean, breaking that cycle a little bit. Maybe I need to, maybe I'll wake up, I'll ease into it because I'm not a big morning workout guy. I'll start stretching. I'll pro- I promise you that we'll go downstairs. I'll yeah. do a light stretch. There you go. Yeah, you can stretch. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not like I'll work. I worked out today at at noon. I usually break up my day with a workout, so I'll wake up, and then I'll usually just. I mean, if it's nice out, I'll go for a walk. 
so half hour outside and if it's mm -hmm. not then i'll just yeah i'll just stretch with my coffee good call and that's like it and then it, but at least it just like does i don't feel like um i don't feel like such a slug yeah you know because if you get up and then you sit down and then you try and work out after like three hours of sitting down you're just like yeah slob I feel like a slug um okay number three okay food a food related one this one's like actually so tough because there's so many things you can focus on like but my biggest piece of advice with food is to be um in put it in the context of like this uh pandemic like the one of the hardest things maybe that people are challenged with in their current situation yeah so um you got to deal with whatever whatever snacks you have in your house <laughs> the snacks we heard that we heard people, this from uh heard this oh from um, from christy yeah so i mean it depends on people are been like i i get asked maybe like 10 times a week like what do i do because i can't stop snacking and it's <laughs> like depends on the person but i i kind of say like two it's, it's two things it comes down to two things you if you cannot practice self-discipline and you know yourself you're self-aware enough to know that you're just gonna keep snacking you have to get rid of it like you i don't like don't give it to somebody donate it like just do something where it's out of sight out of mind and i mm -hmm. think like you got you have to um i mean the other thing is to uh like you know portioning and planning and and just continuing to meal prep is always smart i mean like that shouldn't have changed and if it has i think that's like a big important thing to continue to do like just because you have access to your kitchen all the time doesn't mean you shouldn't stop meal planning and, and preparing ahead of time. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I would say like, get rid of your snacks. What if, what if I, Honestly. I was, what if I'm a client and I come to you and I'm like, Robin, like all my snacks are healthy, but I, and I, and I just can't stop eating them. Like I don't even have meals anymore during the day because I'm locked up. I just eat all day. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that comes down to a structural problem. Like that comes down to the fact that you don't have a routine or a structure in your day. Right. right? So if you can create like, and that's why I like to give lifestyle things first. Like if you can create a sleep structure, you can create routines. And if they're just like morning routines, midday routines, evening routines, then that alone gives your day structure. Then we can start talking about creating meal structure where okay before your or after your morning routine you're gonna have breakfast after your midday routine you're gonna have lunch and then after your evening or before your evening routine you're mm -hmm. gonna have dinner and I think like at the end of the day it just comes down to being able to like compartmentalize the fact that like compartmentalize work compartmentalize working out and compartmentalize eating within the same 700 800 square feet like whatever you're working with yeah, yeah. and and that's the mo that's the most challenging part where where everything is just meshed into one now and so you have to before you can start to mentally do that you have to start putting into practice physical things so do your sleep routine do your morning routines then have breakfast then do your workout then have lunch or like whatever it is yeah, yeah, yeah. um and then try and just create some structure there with your meals instead of right like yeah if you have to like if you have to make a make a calendar and slap it on your fridge right or it's like set set reminders on your phone where it's like oh like okay it's lunchtime <laughs> like we we heard this uh theme a couple of times Ares discipline is is freedom yeah 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 right the yeah. couple of times this week we've been talking about uh you know, trying to get out of just the slob lifestyle and uh, and just create routines, even though you're you're stuck at home and it doesn't seem like you need one. You 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 gotta stick to one. You have to, yeah. Stay safe and, like and, and get whole, stuff done. What's that? And Rose? you're giving like sorry, guys. Go ahead. No, no, it's just I was just saying it's important. It's so important. Like if it was, you know, you you gave us three things, and if I could if I could summarize all that to one, it's just like have a routine for everything yeah if every Absolutely. day is saturday you're not setting yourself up for success oh, it's so true it is yeah yeah 100 percent. and yeah. like the eating like not having uh what did you what did you what was the saying structures what did you say there what did she say discipline is freedom that's a, a jocko willing right right yeah so that reminds me of just like you know poor eating habits in general what it comes down to is food having power over you right and like and to take back control over 
food, you need to create discipline and you need to create those routines. And, you know, like, and we, we work with a lot of people who have like emotional eating problems or like binge eating problems and stuff like that. And, you know, at the end of the day, that is, that comes down to the fact that power, food has power over you and we need to kind of regain control somehow. Yeah. And control comes from structure. Yeah. And I think what's, what's interesting too about, about what you just said there is like, you know, a lot of people might think about, think of this, like, you know, discipline, discipline's a scary word. Like I, I don't want to feel like I have to discipline Trapped. myself yeah. or, or track myself for the rest of my life. But the good news is that when you build these habits, they become easier to execute on and it becomes second nature. And then all of a sudden you just, you're living this lifestyle that you just created for yourself and it's easy. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. It's just like, it's about switching that mindset between like, you know, you, you kind of get scared from the word discipline because I, I kind of associate, and I would, I would imagine a lot of people associate the word discipline with being trapped within this like routine that maybe you don't love, right. Or like being kind of like stuck within something that you don't love. But I mean, what's the alternative? The alternative is being stuck by, you know, food. In the current, <laughs> like, thing, in the current situation that you don't love. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, you know, it's, yeah. Funny, cool. but changes changes hard for people right so anything anything else res any last last questions for rob before we wrap it up good that was long yeah that was nice yeah it was a, it was a good one um long. thanks for coming on rob of course great yeah, follow us on instagram oh yeah instagram bodzy my bodzy my bodzy yeah, instagram and my bodzy uh, on instagram and if and then there's a bunch of different places that we talked about that people can go and check out the the Facebook page. You can get the calendar from the Instagram or uh, check it out on the website too. Yeah. Bodzy, yeah, uh, and we're like at the, we're yeah we have a we're giving away a lot of free free stuff right now. So perfect. Reach out Robin at Bodzy.com if anybody has any questions. And I just we do phone calls all the time, so I can hop on a call with anybody. Amazing. All right. Good talking to you guys. See you guys. Peace, peace out. Bye. Have a good rest of your day. You too.